0: Hello and welcome to Ooh La La, Don't Mind If I Do, a podcast about the finer things in life. I'm Sean Tony, and allow my fellow hosts to introduce themselves.
1: My name is Cameron. Is this seat taken? <laughs> I'm Jared Amadeus Simon, King
2: of the Castle, Lord of the Manor. I thought
0: you are going to retire that nickname.
2: Uh, <laughs> I'm keeping it because I wasn't allowed to call myself Jared Jamalini Simon. And Simon. Yeah. What about Jared Jambalaya Simon? Ooh, Ooh. Ja- what is, is Jambalaya a soup? Uh, it's kind of like a soup, yeah. yeah. I, I, let me look it up right now. I
1: mean, it's no gumbo, right? I think it's similar to gumbo. I think it's closer to a gumbo than it is a soup. I got to tell you, I've never had gumbo. All
0: right, here we go. I got an article right here from chowhound.com. Hit me. And it's called Jambalaya versus gumbo.
2: Oh, so they are in the same vein. Well, yes. This
0: uh, user, Yankee, asked at 2.08 p.m. Brood Boy answered a mere 20 <laughs> minutes later. <laughs> there was someone patrolling the soup <laughs>
1: forums? Yeah. Very active forums.
0: Someone said jambalaya is more like paella, Whoa. primarily a rice dish. Gumbo is usually a roux thickened stew, typically containing either poultry and sausage or seafood, although there are many variations. So there's your answer, Gumbo's more of a soupier thing. Jambalaya is kind of like a. This
1: is a whole food medium that I was not acquainted with at all. Uh, my roommate, Mike, of uh, Michael's,
0: Michael's fame, he recently <laughs> made some and it was real tasty. Jambalaya is more of a fried rice dish. Gumbo's more of like a chowder or a
1: chili, so to speak. So, Jared, I have a very important question. Yeah. What is in a Jared Jambalaya assignment?
2: <laughs> oh, there's definitely uh, one big hot sausage that's (laughs) chopped up in the soup. I think there's also some beans in there. It's a spicy
1: delight is what it is. Mm -hmm. So you just have like one whole sausage just like in the middle of the bowl. Yes. Is that symbolic of something, buddy? No, it's symbolic of the delicious
2: meal you're going to eat because it's Jared Jambalaya. Okay, so you're not trying to overcompensate. No, but when you bite into the sausage, the (laughs) soup just blasts out. (laughs) That's so gross. It's going to be delicious and I don't mind being associated with it.
0: What's in camera? gumbo
1: land let me just ham fist that pun in there the cameron gumbo land consists of one whole gumbo not not locking any gumbos in this gumbo Uh uh-huh a big sausage wait a a, minute what, what a sausage that's bigger than the sausage in a jared jambalaya simon for no particular li- reason. It's just that's what the ingredients call for. Oh. And then two very large meatballs. Okay. Oh, um, I, that sounds delicious. Mm-hmm. You know, but I got to tell you, it's not about how big the sausage in the soup is. It's really about the flavor mm. of the sausage. Yeah, mine tastes much better than the Jared Jambalaya assignment. At least that's what critics say. Oh, come on. What? It's just. I was
0: going to say, I really. Hindsight's twenty twenty. I could have just said Sean Gumboni.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, now you're, now you're just stuck with a boring Sean soup. Sean- okay, <laughs> I'll talk
0: about Talk about Sean's soup?
1: Yeah. Sean, how big's your sausage? <laughs> uh,
0: my sausage is, I, I don't know.
1: <laughs> is it an average-sized sausage? Somewhere between, uh, <laughs> Jared jumbal Simon and Cameron Gumbel-Edge?
0: I actually don't got a sausage.
1: Oh, wow. It's definitely not an Italian wedding
0: soup. Sausage-free soup. Mm-mm. No no sausage in, my, in Sean's soup, sir. Okay. Let me tell you what's in Sean's soup.
1: Yeah, fill us in. Well, he can't. <laughs>
0: You guys want to know about my soup or what? <laughs>
1: yeah, I do! <laughs> that was so good. Chuck, please describe in detail the contents of your soup. So my soup
0: has a vegetable broth. Mm-hmm. We're gonna throw in some red lentils. Some red lentils into this soup. Cook it up. <laughs> oh baby, we're gonna cook up some lentils. Bring it to a boil. I'm sorry. Is this some kind of perverted euphemism that you guys are having behind my back? No, what? no, no,
1: no. Us?
2: What? No,
1: no. Because
0: this, this is not a podcast for perverts. This is a podcast for straight-laced, salt, salt-of-the-earth people not these perverted miscreants that keep trolling us there we actually haven't had any trolls yet but i know they're waiting and they're gonna come after me because i said that i didn't have a sausage and i'm sure that's some kind of code for it, something the
2: only thing it's code for is whatever recipe
1: you're using to cook up that sweet sweet soup yeah i'm just reading out of a cookbook here i don't know what you're trying to insinuate It's a family recipe passed down from generation to generation. (laughs) Some would say it's hereditary, but... Did your father teach you how to make your combo camp? It's actually just something that you're born with. But he passed down the recipe. Right, I see. So this is a fine dining episode.
0: Welcome to Ooh La La, Don't Mind If I Do. We're going to talk about fine dining, something that we're all very clearly heavily experienced with.
2: Well, we might not know what makes a specific soup a specific soup, but we all know
1: how to eat that soup. I think I can agree to that. Is there more than one way to eat a soup? I don't think it just has to be soup either. There's lots of fancier meals than soups. Oh
0: wait, this isn't the the soup
1: episode of our fine dining (laughs) series? I forgot that this was the bigger picture was doing an entire series on fine dining. There we go. But rather, much like a can of soup, I'd rather condense it into one episode. That's
0: good. So yes, ladies and gentlemen, everyone in between. We are talking, of course, about fine dining. We're going to go through everything right here. We are your guides into the fine dining experience. We're going to find out the fanciest side of fine dining. And you may be thinking, isn't all fine dining fancy?
1: Oh. Well, we don't
0: know. <laughs> no. We're finding that out alongside the rest of you. So I'm uh,
1: thinking there's there's really... It's a three-pronged plan. <laughs> and this is the plan of attack. You've got... Is that a salad fork? Yes. Does salad fork have three prongs? So they make... Three-pronged forks. And
2: it is incredibly infuriating to try and eat with those, okay? Because I am not Poseidon. (laughs) I am not god of the sea. I don't know how to navigate with only three prongs. My car has four wheels. My fork has four prongs. That's how I eat. Yes. That's how I drive. See, you're getting it.
1: You're getting it.
0: Oh, it's a cocktail fork.
1: That's what they call those. Yeah, it's for olives. All right, so our cocktail fork or Poseidon pitchfork (laughs) is broken up into three prongs. We've (laughs) got service. You've got, of course, the food itself. And then, last but not least, the atmosphere.
0: What is a restaurant without atmosphere? I tell you, a kitchen and a dining room. Bravo. See,
2: I think that the mirror, like if you have a mirror, like a really big mirror in your in your <laughs> dining room, that's really fancy. How so? Do you
0: like to watch yourself eat? Yeah.
1: I want to <laughs> see myself eat all of the food. See, that's interesting because most people are very self-conscious about how they eat, and they purposely... Eat in ways that you know that are a little more flattering. Well, I mean, if people are self conscious about eating, I mean, that's
2: kind of why I like the mirror. It keeps me in check. I can look and make sure, oh, I didn't spill anything on myself. Like, because if I can look down, it's like, okay, I get an idea, I get a bird's eye view, of what's going on. But what does the other person see?
0: <laughs> but like, does that also? Do you want mirrors on both sides so that both people at the table can see themselves? I
2: think it's only fair. That would
0: also create a. You'd see the back of your head that way. That's Whoa. actually a good point. Well, yeah, that's the one part of fine dining that no one has control over. And it's the back of your head.
2: It's the back of your head. <laughs> you never know when the waiter's coming like it's it, well, there's only this one person who has the heads up where they're like Ooh, you know like the guy you like you could
1: see the waiter coming out with the mm-hmm. food and you're like this is about to go down yeah yeah the waiter has no excuse if they're surrounded by mirrors you can catch them at all angles exactly yeah they got nowhere to hide could you they imagine got nowhere
0: to wait. trying to eat food in a fun house
1: could you imagine <laughs> being a waiter trying to serve a table and finding the real person and not the reflection oh my, oh my gosh, gosh. <laughs> i feel so
0: relieved when you find the real person you walk up, it's like uh sir it's like not yet you walk over to uh, <laughs>
1: sir, not
0: yet. That's a key and feel sketch. Oh, really? Yeah, it's it's good. Whatever. They're funny guys, and I bet they love this podcast, just like our friend John Mulaney.
1: John Mulaney, friend of the podcast. Well, Sean Sean will have an apology letter ready for the next episode. Uh,
2: Another aspect of the atmosphere in a fine dining situation, I think, is the temperature. I mean, this is applicable to, I think, any room that you're in, really. But when you're eating, I feel like, what is your optimal room temperature? Boiling hot. I
0: think it depends on the food you're eating. I agree.
2: If you're having a spicy meal, you kind of want to be in a meat locker situation. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. not
0: meat locker meat locker maybe not but like air conditioned
2: yeah. for sure let me tell you I mean I got the meat sweats once <laughs> which if you're unfamiliar <laughs> is when you eat a lot of meat and then you're just you lean back in your chair and you're like it's a real workout oh, oh boy and then you just start sweating and you're not really doing any physical activity you got meat sweats you got cheesy toe you got chocolate big toe <laughs> I've got to dip my toes in that cheese no Jared not not in this episode not in a fine dining atmosphere you're not dipping
1: your that stays no, outside. you check your coat, yeah. but you keep your feet on. <laughs> I know what I said. Yeah, we're not taking off anyone's feet here. Nah. Keep your feet to yourself, bub. What else makes for a fancy atmosphere? Is eating outdoors fancier than eating indoors? I know a lot, there are a lot of outdoor locations. There's like beachside restaurants. Oh, I would argue that that's fancy. Yeah?
2: I, li- I like it, that. It, I mean,
0: there's so many variables, but in an ideal situation, I think the fanciest meal will probably be outdoors rather than indoors.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, depending on the weather. Right, right. Of
0: course. I mean, I'm talking like weather permitting, like absolute best
1: scenario. I mean like it's like if there's a breeze, if there's a light breeze. I want to say that outdoor dining is th- because there's so many variables it makes it a little less fancy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's It's somewhere between fancy and casual. I think it's like a step above casual. Mm-hmm. Say you're located in like California where it's almost always going to be sunny and you have a beachside restaurant, I might debate that's a little fancy, but it's hard to say. They also make these accommodations here
2: where they'll bring in those fire towers. And they're not, I mean, it sounds like something that you'd find at medieval times, but no, it's these like little... Not familiar. Yeah.
0: No, it sounds like something that Amazon sells.
2: (laughs) Yeah. they (laughs) And they have them in, they they keep you warm. So it's like, even if it is a chilly day, you're sitting out there eating your meal and you're warm.
0: Mm -hmm. Cameron, I agree with you because I think, because of the variables, I think, the safest bet if you want to have a fancy dinner is an indoor place. However, I think the absolute ultimate fanciest one is going to be outdoors.
1: Right. I think that's fair. Because, mm-hmm.
0: I mean, you I've seen people eating food at like on the mountaintops of Italy, like these amazing, amazing meals. And I think an average meal becomes at the very least Good right if you're in a situation where everything around you is perfect
1: atmosphere can carry the food i agree i think one of the most memorable meals i ever had was while i was in japan yeah here it is here we go i didn't do it last episode no, so that, here, you know what I, <laughs> I think we need more culture from around the world in the show so by all means continue well thank you i had taken a hike up fushimi Inari, and, and which is a beautiful shrine and towards once you get to the top, very close to the top, there's a restaurant. It's a very small restaurant. Um, you have to imagine that you have to really work for it because you just hiked for like an hour. In a small, tiny restaurant at the top of the hill. You, you sit down and the tables, you know, it's very Japanese because you don't have like traditional chairs. You have like the table and you sit like on your knees or however oh. else. Yeah. Did you ever get the
2: blood cut off, like the blood flow? Did that? Did your feet oh, fall? Constantly.
1: Into, oh, constantly. I'm terrible at sitting on my legs, which makes Japan very difficult at times. But, you know, yeah, <laughs> it's an experience so their specialty was uh kitsune udon which is fried tofu udon and it's delicious but it was so memorable because one it was just a very like authentic Japanese experience, but it was on the top of this like mountain and looking out, you're like, the, the lines are kind of blurred between indoor and outdoor because like, yeah, there's a roof and there's like some like thin walls, but it's pretty small and the windows are all, they're all open windows. Like it's not glass windows or anything. So you can see out, mm-hmm. there's tons of nature. You can see Japan and it's just like beautiful. Oh. Yeah, it was an incredible view. Oh, it's pretzi. And it made the food that much better. It was really an experience.
0: Even on a smaller, less fancy scale, think about this. Would you rather have, like, a barbecue hot dog and a corn on the cob outdoors or indoors? That's true. It tastes better outdoors.
2: Like Much better. It, it tastes way better outdoors. Think about
0: that. Ballpark hot dogs. It tastes so much better when you're out at the ballpark as opposed to just eating it inside a restaurant.
2: It's in the name. (laughs) Exactly. Another thing that I have never experienced and I don't think it's fancy, but I really would like to experience, especially outdoors, is a crawfish boil. Mm. I don't know why. I don't know where it's coming from, but I see people and the people seem to enjoy it a lot and it seems like a fun time.
0: Let me tell you this. There is a biker bar that my parents like to go to. My parents are bikers. Mm -hmm. It's called the Riverwalk Saloon and it's out in Pennsylvania. It's a super cool spot because they live right. It's it's, The restaurant's right by a river. Mm. So if you want to go and fish and catch your own fish you can pay to do that. Then you can take the fish back and they will cook it for you right there. I don't know if they do crawfish though.
2: Is this BYOF? <laughs> uh,
0: it's BYOFG, bring your own fishing gear. Yeah. The fish are there. It's fish going through a river. So
1: at the beginning of the day, they release the fish into the pond and people come over with their fishing gear. No, no,
0: this is an outdoor place. This is, this is just in nature.
1: I think Jared's right though. A lot of these places actually do add more fish to the river because they want people to catch them. But the restaurant isn't going to go fishing for you. Yeah. Right.
0: I mean, I personally don't know that. But the river does lead somewhere It's not like a closed river
2: That's what I say about life, man Every river leads somewhere <laughs> I, I remember you saying that all the time
1: <laughs> Actually, let's let's change Jared's nickname Jared, every river leads somewhere, Simon <laughs> That's very poetic yeah, That's perfect I, I want to pass an ooh-la-la Oh, okay. uh, please on, on indoor versus outdoor Let's do it Ooh-la-la, don't mind if I do to outdoor dining okay. I
0: have to agree Ooh la la don't mind if I do
2: Ooh la la
1: don't mind if I do Outdoor dining I want to
2: feel the wind On my face I'm
0: just thinking of Every time I've had a restaurant Or just a food experience Outdoors It's always better outside
1: Yeah I want to put the caveat That Weather permitting Yeah weather permitting So what would be Like tying into the atmosphere What's like the ideal location For this outdoor scenery
0: I think the top of a mountain I don't think the top of the mountain Really Because then you don't get To look at the mountain then
1: But you get to look right. Off the mountain But there's so many things That you could. look look at from the mountain. Yeah,
0: but no no, cuz the mountain I'm assuming is the highest point in this area, so you would just have to look
1: down, which is very fancy. I think looking down at others? I think looking down is fancy. Oh, <laughs> of
0: course, looking down on people is the fanciest thing possible. That's a good point. I was thinking um I think honestly like over like looking across to a mountain or just I'm thinking like a high area, but not the highest area. So you can still look up, see a gorgeous mountain mm. and then look down, see the town around you.
1: As much as I loved my dining experience on the top of a mountain, the hike was not very fancy. Oh, because you were probably schwitzing. Oh, I was very tired, which also made it better because I was starving. Also, Jared, yes. good
0: use of Yiddish, creating culture in our podcast. Thank you. Ah. Or should I say... Gracias.
2: You could say mazel tough. Hey. Oh. <laughs> oh, I like that cultural <laughs> A. I uh,
0: I'm trying to think of another good spot to eat. I mean, honestly, um mm-hmm. a riverboat.
2: I would Ooh. I'm sorry, I would my gut reaction is I do not want to eat on a boat only because I get seasick and I cannot imagine. Right. I, I assume I'm eating seafood because
1: I'm on the sea. I just I feel like it's gonna come right back up, and that is not fancy. Yeah, I'm with Jared on this one. I'm much more defensive about eating on the on the moon. I'm a fragile person eating on the roof. <laughs>
0: I think that the ideal outdoor eating situation would be on a peak of some kind.
2: Okay, okay. Looking out to something. Yeah.
0: I'll go ahead and say, I want to eat seafood at the Grand Canyon. The Grand Canyon? Let's go there, huh? <laughs>
2: I mean, it's not like that's a completely landlocked state. Oh,
0: oh, hold on. Imagine just having a big old ice cream at the Grand Canyon at
1: dusk. That sounds really nice. That does sound nice. Yeah. Sounds lovely. That sounds fulfilling. Do you
0: guys want to go do that right now and just end the
1: podcast?
2: We all just abandon this, run out to the Grand Canyon, grab a big old cone of ice cream.
1: Yeah, that's like a day trip, right? We can do that.
2: Yeah, total day trip for me. So you find the greatest location and you have the best view in the world. What about the seating, the (laughs) best seat in the house? What about where at the table do you sit? Where physically in the restaurant? Mm -hmm. And also at the table, Table, like depending on how many people you're with, is it better to sit at the head of the table?
1: Ooh.
0: I'll say I think the fanciest table is a round table because hmm. that way we're all on even playing field. No one's at the head, no one's the odd person out.
2: I do like that. I feel like I, we went to also yeah.
0: King Arthur had a round table. He has to be fancy. He
2: was a king. Yeah, I agree. When we went to a dim sum restaurant together, we all sat around. Yes.
0: Oh, that was dim sum go go. Dim sum go go in uh, Chinatown. Dim
2: sum is awesome. Yeah, and it was. super I mean, it wasn't the fanciest restaurant in the world, but I do think the seating arrangement was conducive to conversation They're for everyone because it wasn't like anyone was – and that conversation, I mean, dinner is – you're breaking bread with people. You're connecting. I mean, it is all about –
1: the conversation. I, I certainly agree that the round table is the optimal table. Mm-hmm. It gives you the chance to actually talk to everybody, mm-hmm. but there is something fancy about having someone who sits at the head of the table. Yeah. Mm. So maybe perhaps for like certain events, that kind of a table would be fancier if you're like honoring a certain person. Yes. Like if there's a very clear like head honcho. A birthday. Well, if there's a hierarchy, you need to respect it. Right. Yeah, the birthday
2: boy sits at the head of the table.
1: Right, like if we we're throwing Sean's perfect party. Yes. yes. Uh, which,
2: by the way, when <laughs> Without a hitch Yeah, it
1: was perfect It was a great time That clown Dead (laughs) in the ground Alright, so we 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 have a round table Balancing at the very Tippy top of a mountain (laughs) You know, actually There's one thing about The seating arrangement at the table It's not even the seating arrangement This is something I don't find many people
2: Talking about And I I don't really Have a name for it So I'm just gonna come up With something right now It is like the um, Seat to table ratio. And mm. by that, I mean how high off the
1: ground the seat is versus how high off the ground the table is. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought you were gonna say the number of seats per table. And I was like, oh yeah, totally. That's like something that- That's another factor. They're both huge factors. Cause that can make or break like if you have a weird number of guests and they have to like combine tables and stuff that doesn't feel as fancy. Cause it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. I hate making them combine
2: the tables. I'm like, I don't want to interrupt the feng shui of your restaurant or how it's all laid out. And yeah. if you're like in one of those really long tables, that has been pushed together and you're trapped in the middle and you got to go to the bathroom. That's not fancy. How do you get out of there? You got to get everyone, excuse me. Please. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Again, round table completely eliminates that problem.
2: That eliminates that problem. Yeah. But you know what I'm talking about where it's like, sometimes you get to a table where it's like, you're a little bit higher up, like you're seated higher up from the table um, and you got to reach down a little bit further to get your food from the plate. Do you know what I'm talking about?
0: <laughs> I'm very gifted in that. I am a large man. I'm tall and I have not rubbing it, it. Oh baby. I love reaching those hard to reach places. Look, Oh, top of the bookshelf not a problem it's so
1: much easier for me to eat Jared, we love you you're you're funny oh my gosh you're you're smart one of the best but you're (laughs) one of the best you're just you're just not tall no i just have trouble reaching the plate you're
0: not okay you're an incredibly talented editor one of the nicest people i met Ah. i would introduce you to every single person's mother if i could But buddy you're just not Tall. Yeah, look. Jared, you
2: know what sucks is it's not even like I have the, the, I'm not even the shortest person either. I am just You're just not tall.
1: You're not the shortest guy I know, but you're far from the tallest guy I know. I'm Jared. You're not tall.
2: Because I'm not short enough to request a booster seat at the restaurant. I would describe you as
0: so many things. I would describe you as a sloppy eater. <laughs> I would describe you as a quick-witted man. I would describe you as a blue-collar attitude in a white-collar world. Ooh. But I w- I just can't describe you <laughs> as someone that I would pick first round based off of height for a pickup basketball game.
2: That's good, because I'm a wrestler. If we
0: had to line up everybody in the world, <laughs> and we did it from tallest to shortest, I, buddy. I feel
2: like I'm right in the middle of that line. You're on
0: the
1: short-end of things. It's just how it
0: is. You're just not tall. Cam yeah. and I, we're down on the higher end giving high fives to people who played for the Harlem Globetrotters. The most
1: literal of high fives. You're on the other end
0: bumping knees with kindergartners. just <laughs> <which is> not
1: <laughs> tall. I gotta tell
2: you, there's one man I'm thinking about right now. Shaq. And I think you both know who I'm thinking about right now. Tom Milburn. Oh, Tom yes. Milburn. And great friend of the
0: podcast. And...
2: Very tall He is tall
0: Unbelievably tall But he can
2: also reach The table perfectly Regardless of the ratio Of the seat to table So can I We are very gifted In that sense So I'm the only one Who's run into that issue Is that what we're concluding In the world?
0: No kindergartners are struggling With that on a day to day basis
1: (laughs) Well they also get like Plugged into their seats You know They've got the high chair Jared I hate I hate to break it to you But having a booster seat At the restaurant Is not fancy (laughs) Not
2: fancy I'm not requesting A booster seat I'm just requesting A taller chair be this tall this fancy to eat at this restaurant. Wait, you must be this tall to eat the lobster.
1: <laughs> you know at Hershey Park they have like depending on your height you're assigned a certain candy. Oh, that's right. It's like sorry buddy, you gotta at least be a Snickers to eat a Snickers. Uh, Snickers
0: <laughs> is Wait, Mars. Snickers yeah. is Mars.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, all right, let me. Re- sorry buddy, at least gotta be a Reese's to eat a Reese's. Try, I think Kit Kat. Do a Kit Kat. Wait, can can the father be the Reese's and the kids are the Pieces? <laughs> so Jared, you're a Pieces. I'm a
2: Pieces.
0: Don't worry, there is a chart on Wikipedia that. That tells you what candy you are based
2: off of height. Wait, what candy am I, Sean? All right, so how tall are you? I'm like five, nine. Here's the thing. Yeah. I guess
0: Hershey Park is really intended for kindergartners because it only goes, the highest one is just five
2: feet. <laughs> Correct, <laughs> so, Jared is tall. Based on the chart you're looking at, yeah. regardless of my actual height, okay. what height am I associated with in your mind? I disagree with their choices, so here's the thing. Okay. If you are zero to 36 inches, <laughs> you're a miniature.
0: It's a new category created in 2005. Wow.
2: That's not new anymore. That's not new. That's ten years
1: old. It's
0: the newest height category.
1: It's like thirteen years old. How new could it be? Yeah, that like thirteen years. That person's tall enough to be at least a M and M. That's
0: a good guess. <laughs> <horse. laughs> I'm just gonna get through this. Three feet to three and a half feet, you're a Kisses. Ooh. Three and a half feet to four feet, you're a Reeses. Four feet to four and a half feet, you're a Hershey's. Four foot six to five feet, Twizzler. Five feet and above They chose Jolly
2: Ranchers Weird Ah you know I was thinking the entire time You were listing those I was like this is good They're getting progressively bigger They're getting Like the bar is taller Right I'm like oh a Twizzler Taller than a bar And then you hit me With the Jolly Rancher What the heck is that Well
0: here's the crazy thing (laughs) It wasn't always The Jolly Ranchers
2: What was it What
0: it was before Jolly Ranchers Was cookies and cream And before that It was a bar none
2: Interesting What the hey is a bar
0: none It is chocolate Wafers Peanut and caramel it honestly looks like pretty good. Where
2: does Twix stack up? That's so, oh Mars. my god, Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> Cameron, you are doing shame to your own state I think the man just likes the candies that he likes Although I know for a fact
1: Cameron loves a good take five oh. Take five is I do love a good take five I don't like their rebranding Did they rebrand it? Well, it was a while ago But I preferred the original design of it Now it's like It's not great It looks weird to me It doesn't look like oh. a fun candy bar anymore Oh,
2: I see what you're Oh, God Oh, I know Oh, I'm Oh, jeez <laughs> Cameron, I see what you're talking about I'm just I'm sorry, I just I'm looking at the steak five bar right now and I just can't. It looks so bad, right? I haven't looked this up yet. You gotta look it up right now. I mean Whoa Right? Yeah. What
0: the hell? Yeah. That looks like those weird energy bars. Yeah,
2: it's it's not a candy bar anymore. Yeah. It's like I'm looking at the red one and the red one is on point. Mm -hmm. The
0: red one, it looks like a hundred grand bar.
2: Yeah, candy is dandy, but Sean, back to the task at hand. What do you think about the atmosphere?
0: Uh decorations and theme. Like, if you're not going to be able to paint a beautiful picture with God's gift of nature, of, <laughs> of food, you better be able to bring that indoors and show us a good time. Take us to not necessarily another world, but a fancier world. You know, Ooh. I want to see paintings in there.
2: The
1: key word there is a fancier world. I think themes are risky because themes, you start to fall into the novelty category, which is not fancy. Themes in
0: general are not fancy. However, that doesn't mean that themed restaurants are bad because I got to be honest, I think they're funny and fun.
1: Oh, it's it's not a matter of good or bad. It's a matter of high life versus like entertainment or casual eatery where it's less about the quality of the food and more about like walking away having a good time.
0: I recently found out uh, Dollywood, the Dolly Parton theme park. Oh. Like, the big thing in that town is all themed restaurants. Mm-hmm. A co-worker of mine, he told me about it. He's from Tennessee. Mm-hmm. He told me that there are themed restaurants. I looked it up. There is one that is Titanic themed. Wow. Which sounds terrifying. You... That Oh, get ready for this one. A Hatfield and McCoy themed restaurant. What does that even mean? You know what? I'm assuming it's going to be like dinner theater, but I, this is my word on this podcast. Before this this podcast Ends not this episode, this whole thing. I will go to Dollywood, and I will go to at least three themed restaurants, and I am going to have the time of my life.
1: Well, I'm excited for you, buddy. It,
0: it sounds like such a dumb fun time, and I can't wait to go. <laughs> Dollywood is calling my name, boys. <laughs> well,
1: you got to answer the call. Huh? Yeah, hello. You're gonna be a star, baby. It's John Mulaney. Again. <laughs> Are you doing <laughs> texting, texting him? You're texting to, him. Yeah, you're yeah. Texting. He
0: just sent me a picture of him on the phone with
2: Dolly Parton.
0: Oh. Wait,
1: was his is his picture hanging on the wall in a restaurant?
0: Oh, I. I love when I see a celebrity's photo at a restaurant. It's the best.
1: I think that like those sort of things at restaurants, it makes it tackier because- I think it depends on the celebrity. I mean, I guess it depends on the celebrity, but I feel like if you are a truly like fancy place that like knows its own merits, sure. you don't have to prove anything to anybody. Right? If you, if you have a picture on the wall, that's like, oh, John Mulaney ate here. It's like you're trying too hard to like give your place credibility. Right, like the salt and pepper diner definitely has his picture up there, but I don't know if it's a fancy place. I right. think
0: it really depends on the celebrity. So I'm sitting down and I look up and there's like a framed photo of Dane Cook.
1: Oh um, God. No. Pete's
0: all over his face. I'm like, wait, wait. no, thank you. But if I go to a restaurant and I sit down and I see like a picture of Oprah, I'm like, <laughs> if it's good enough for Oprah, it's good enough for me. I'd look
2: under my chair. <laughs> 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 well, like Frank Sinatra is another dude. If I I saw his picture hanging out on the wall I'd be like alright this guy knows what's up maybe this restaurant but if I saw Frank
0: Stallone I wouldn't think the same thing
1: <laughs> imagine this you're at a restaurant you look up and on the ceiling it's not it's not like god in his finger like touching. <laughs> you know it's, it's it's fucking it's a just a plastered image of Lucifer, <laughs> just staring down at you this mural
0: That's the fanciest thing possible yeah
1: i wonder what kind of food he eats Ooh.
0: really stuff that none of us eat because we probably eat a lot worse than him oh yeah he
2: probably eats very healthy i bet there's a lot of broccoli involved oh i love brussels sprouts you know i've come around on brussels sprouts I really like them now As a kid Lima beans and Brussels sprouts No good Now They're good And it's a fancy thing to eat now Because they roast them And they get crispy And then it's like "Ooh, I'll have the the $18 Brussels sprouts Hey
0: do we want to do A quick round of favorite vegetable Oh favorite vegetable Okay I'll start it off Go for it I gotta go with the cucumber Mm. Okay Cucumber with a close second To the carrot I love a cucumber. I love a fresh cucumber. Ooh, bite right into it. A little bit of water. Tastes great.
2: Why are we not allowed to talk about sausages, but you could talk about taking a bite out of a fresh cucumber? Yeah, Sean, what the heck? I
0: don't I don't see any correlation <laughs> here. Shame on like, you, actually, Sean. You know,
2: my favorite vegetable is actually as much as I like the Brussels sprout, the humble Brussels sprout. The humble Brussels sprout. Is that, no, Jared, the humble Brussels sprout, side? <laughs> I actually really like a good roasted sweet potato. Ooh. I'm not
0: crazy about sweet potatoes, but I'm not going to take it away from you.
2: Like if they're
1: if they're sliced, not like a roast potato. Wait, can we include starches on this? Like, is it... Oh, that's going to change the whole game. Because I'm like, potato is mean, duh.
0: Nothing beats a potato. Nothing beats a potato. Yeah,
1: you can't beat a potato. Oh, a... All right,
2: if root vegetables don't count, then I'm sticking with the humble Brussels sprout. <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah, non-starches. You know what, stuff? I don't know if I necessarily have a favorite vegetable that I'm like, oh, yeah, this is the stuff. But... <laughs> I've come around on broccoli. Broccoli's great. Yeah, I feel like broccoli's pretty versatile, and if you cook it right or you serve it with the right thing, it's really good. Yeah. And I used to hate broccoli, but I've come to see its merits. You know what I used to do?
2: As a child, when my friend would come over, I liked the top half of the broccoli, and he liked the stems. I don't know why. I still don't know why.
0: You muffin top, muffin this? You did a <laughs> Seinfeld thing with the broccoli? <laughs> we,
2: yeah, we would cut all of our broccoli in half. He'd give me the tops, I'd give him the bottoms, and it was like a match made in heaven. We'd eat. Much like the muffin, the top is superior, I have to agree. Yeah. Yeah. Who likes the, I don't know who likes the very bottom of broccoli specifically. That,
0: that's a great way to present food, which I think that brings us to service.
1: Yeah. Let's yeah? talk
0: about service. Uh, you know what? I actually have an idea for this one.
1: I like that. I feel
0: like people are coming to this podcast. We're fancy guys. Mm-hmm. Etiquette's on a lot of people's mind. Let's give these guys some ooh la la, don't mind if I do's and don'ts.
1: Ooh. Oh, ooh la la. Nah, don't mind if I, I, I do's and, and don'ts.
0: Notes. Yeah, no, let's talk about the do's and don'ts of the uh, table.
1: Yeah, the ooh la la hand. So I want to say that I was actually raised on the European style of dining, oh, which is I was just
0: about to bring this up. Are you talking about with cutting?
1: Yes. Like fork and knife. The American style mm-hmm. the way
0: it goes is when you're cutting your food. Generally, left hand fork, mm-hmm. right hand knife. Yes. You cut it up and then you switch over fork to the right hand. Then you eat it. Now, I have a reason why I do European style that I think is pretty odd.
1: Oh, I'd like to hear it.
0: I had a German teacher in seventh grade, and she brought in food or something for us to, have to try, like, German food. And she started laughing at us while we were eating, mm. which made me think, oh, no, she poisoned it. She didn't. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, that was where your mind went? <laughs> so we're eating it, and she just, like, <laughs> like, laughing to herself. And I was like, what's up? And she's like, it's just so funny to watch you Americans eat. She was American. That's kind of condescending. Yeah, she was. And then she told me that, like, whenever someone cuts when they're American, they switch their hands over back to their dominant hand. You already the fork in your hand just eat it so then ever since that day in seventh grade i've tried to well, do that you've been super self-conscious about it yeah because she was scary and she made me feel like an idiot for switching hands because like if re- there's no good reason to switch See, so now
2: i feel like an idiot because the way that i've been doing it it's sort of one of those things where when you realize you've been doing something wrong you're like i, I not that i think i figured it all out because i'm only 25 got <laughs> a long way to go well
0: jared do you have that uh fully prepared steak that we asked you to prepare
2: and the uh, fork and knife with you I, I have it sitting right in front of me i'm just saying Right, just give it, give it a shot right now. Try European style. I know what I'm doing is I'm holding my knife in my left hand and my fork in my right hand, so it's it's European style, no, but it's reverse. Not.
0: No, 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 no. It, it's fork, it's fork and left, knife and right. Yeah. The European style comes in with eating with the fork without switching it back to your right hand. Correct. Right.
2: I I eat with the fork, but the the knife is in the left hand, but I never put it down. So it's like I'm wait, I'm, hold on. Yeah?
1: How are you doing? I don't think you're understanding what we're saying. I'm confused. How? Do, wait, Jared, walk me through how you eat.
2: Yeah. What's in your left hand? I take the fork in the right hand, the dominant. Hand and then the knife is in the left hand, and then I. You cut yeah, with I, your
0: less dominant hand? Yeah. Whoa. Simon's style is not the
2: style that I have ever done. That's why I'm like so. Wait, hold oh, on. I feel inadequate this is right so now. Weird. Like, what am I doing? It's so. Wait, this is so strange. Is this a, is bit, that- is this a bit right now? Uh, no, I'm like, I, I'm sitting This here. is mind blowing. It's like European style, but <laughs> reverse. Yeah,
0: I guess that's, uh, what, what's the opposite of Europe?
2: Did Renee teach you this? I don't know. No, well, that's part of the problem. Is that, does it run in the family? Can you call your mom right now
0: on the podcast <sighs> and see what she thinks? All right, hold yeah, on. Call her up. <laughs> this is a exclusive. A very special moment with Mama Simon. Well, the problem is she's going to out
2: me. Okay, let's hear it. Well, we need to know. She's going to no, know. Oh, cause she's gonna tell me about how she still cuts my chicken. Okay.
1: <laughs> hey, I'm here with Becca. Oh. On Lake Cayuga.
2: Mom, uh, you're on my podcast right now. The boys are making me call you. <laughs> hi Renee. Hi. Okay. Hi
1: everybody. Mom,
2: we're we're talking about fine dining, and I just kind of realized that um, I think I've been eating wrong. How <laughs> do <That's, that's laughs> I hold heart. the fork and knife in my hand when I
1: eat? Oh. I haven't noticed in a while. I, I hope I taught you well. I assume you're holding it correctly. How do you eat? <laughs> I think I used to slap your hand if you <gasps> held it wrong.
2: Oh, yeah, man. That explains so much. Do you keep your fork in your dominant hand?
1: I No, I use your fork in you to cut, and you put it in your – I'm right-handed, so my fork would be in my left hand there to cut. Is. Because my right hand is cutting. And mm-hmm. you move it to your right hand and you cut. And you used to hold your fork like a hammer. Uh-huh. <laughs> so we had to correct that. Uh-huh. We wanted you to be accepted in society. Because I cut but my own chicken now. Well, that
2: was a thing, yeah.
1: How long was it a thing? Yeah, how long was she cutting your chicken?
2: Oh, I wouldn't cut it for you.
0: You
1: would have to. <laughs> you used to put a whole chicken breast on the fork and gnaw at it. That's <laughs> <laughs> crazy because you wouldn't cut. I don't think you had a problem with a knife. I think you just didn't like chicken on the bone and I think All you right. still don't. Thanks for being on the podcast, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, thanks for including
0: me. Yeah, you
2: got it. Oh my gosh. Okay. All right, love you. Bye. Love you too. Bye. Bye Renee. Bye, Renee. bye, Renee. bye, Rebecca. Bye,
1: guys. It was such a pleasure having your mom on the show.
0: Wow. I think that might need to be a monthly segment. <laughs> so I think that explains why you had to have your parents cut your own chickens or you resulted in just (laughs) eating like a barbarian. It's because you were holding your knife in the wrong hand this whole time. Because you're right-handed, It makes sense.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. So I've been using, I've been doing it wrong. Uh, But it sounds like your mother tried her darndest. Yeah, God bless Renee. (laughs) Bless her soul. So,
0: Jared, would you say that... Putting your fork in a breast of chicken and gnawing at it is an ooh-la-la-don't-mind-if-I-do or an ooh-la-la-don't-mind-if-I-don't?
2: Don't mind if I don't. don't, if I, don't. Okay. <laughs> I have to agree. Yeah, I can't argue I that. am aware. It, like, I would never do that in a fancy dining environment. Mm-hmm. But if I'm sitting in my room, you know, in my own house eating dinner, don't mind if I do. But that's not
1: fancy. No. Really. Even if I'm up. alone. It's so habitual and it's natural to me now that it just makes the most sense to... It's d-
0: good practice.
1: Right. So I was definitely raised... I think it's because my stepmother was from slovakia or like her family is from slovakia so i was always raised on fork stays in the left hand at all times i don't i never switch hands Mm -hmm. i mean it makes sense when you get used to it it's less work it does absolutely people would like notice like oh you actually don't move your fork and i'm like yeah i do the same
2: thing i will make a conscious effort Moving forward To try and eat Like a civilized human being If Sean can wash his hands After he uses the restroom
0: I have been I have washed my hands Every time I have used the restroom Since that first episode recording I'm assuming those hands Are also washed
1: Yes They're all washed And accounted for (laughs) Yeah every time I wash my hands I also count them Gang's all here
0: (laughs) I wanna uh, I'm gonna throw in an ooh la la Don't mind if I do Or don't Chew about Sending food back Okay In case you get the food And you're not crazy about it Unless the order Is Woefully wrong (laughs) Say you order A chicken With a side Of roasted cauliflower And just like some Fried potatoes And
2: they bring out Chicken fingers If they bring out The wrong food You send it back Yeah Yeah, Then you
0: can say Uh uh, Don't mind if I do But you have to do it With Class Politeness Class
1: and urgency. Don't get angry at the waiter. It's not his <laughs> Pardon fault. Pardon me, my kind sir or madam. <laughs> this is the wrong food.
0: <laughs> it seems. Jared, <laughs> I want you to be the waiter. Cameron, you're going to be the person okay. who's sending
1: it back, and I'm going to be your date. Okay, great. So let's take it from dropping off the food. Okay, so Cameron and Cameron ordered chicken, I imagine.
0: Cameron, what did you order? Let's find out.
1: Uh, so I ordered lamb over rice hmm. with right the a side of non bread.
2: That sounds so good. Oh, man, I'm hungry. Yeah, that sounds really good. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So uh, here's your dish sir uh, and you see it's uh, it's chicken I messed up but I didn't say that, <laughs> that
1: <much. laughs> Oh, honey, that, that doesn't look like lamb to me. Don't worry, honey. I have this in the bag. <laughs> All right. Do you need me to get the air horn out? <laughs> Not today. Okay. But thank you for asking. It will stay in my bag. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Yes, how may I help you? How's everything tasting? You know, I couldn't help but notice that I ordered lamb and you have brought me the chicken. <laughs>
2: oh, me oh
1: my. Let me take that back for you right now. I'm going to run it
2: back and I will have our chef correct this uh, as soon as possible. Uh, so sorry. I'm going to be the
0: chef. I'm going to be the chef. Let's take a. <laughs> So,
1: so sorry, so sorry for the inconvenience. I'll have this back out. Don't even worry about it. I appreciate you handling it. Thank you so much. It happens. Uh, Chef,
2: <gasps> Chef Sean. I love cooking food. Hello? Uh, this is the wrong protein. Uh, <gasps> he, The very fine patron out there ordered lamb, and this is definitely not lamb. Who was it? Uh, it was Cameron Chernalange.
0: I need to go speak to him right now.
1: <laughs> uh, excuse me, sir. Yes, hello. I am Cameron Chernalange. I am Chef Sean. I don't know you. I don't know you either, but it's nice to meet your yeah, acquaintance. I'm glad
0: that I know you now. <laughs> I would like to say this is a mistake that will never happen again. We made a faux pas that brings shame to this very restaurant. This establishment. It's establishment <laughs> and I swear on you, your lovely date. What's your name, by the way? It's also Sean. That's a great name. You look very handsome. As to you. Oh. <laughs> That's so nice of you. Anyway. So aren't,
1: aren't I handsome?
0: I just wanted to assure you. <laughs> hello? Okay. You are drop-dead gorgeous. I am crying because of your beauty and my mistake. Here is your corrected meal. I made it with extra love. And that's how it's going to go every time, guys. That's all you got to do if you get the wrong
2: food. So let's just, let's go back through that situation, that reenactment, and and explain what the ooh-la-la, don't mind if I do's and don'ts of that were. Mm -hmm. The ooh-la-la do's were do be polite. You have notes? I don't think there were any don'ts.
1: Don't blow an air horn. If your date offers you an air horn, say, thank you so much for asking, but I'll pass. Not
2: today, honey. <laughs> la la,
1: but I think I'll pass. Thank you very much. <laughs> there are
2: two things that you can send back to the kitchen. Uh, an incorrect order and your compliments to the chef. <laughs> I knew you were going to go there, and I love it.
0: Ooh, I love it. Have you guys ever complimented
2: a chef? I have not. Not to his face.
0: I, I've done it probably a couple of times. Really? It's food is just genuinely exceptional. Actually, not in like a fine dining situation. Mm-hmm. You march up to the window? At uh, City Point, which is a mall in Brooklyn. They have a really cool food court in the bottom. And I went to this Indian food court. And it was like they're, within the first couple of days of them ordering. And I was one of the first people to try out their food. I forget what I ordered right now, but it was delicious. And I made it a point to go back and tell him, thank you so much. This was delicious. Mm-hmm. You did a great job. And I think it's something that... Like, like really makes their day. There's a video that I saw a couple days ago of a guy at, a I think it was Shake Shack. A fine dining
1: establishment. And
0: he's like, he's eating his food and he walks up to the counter and he's like, who made this food? Oh, I've seen this. Who made this food? It's like, uh, I don't know. It's like, who made this? I know you guys can hear me. And it's like, uh, Jason <laughs> made it. It's like, Jason? And he points to Jason. He goes, Jason? <laughs> killing it, Jason. And it's so nice. I mean, it just makes you happy. I mean, when I make food for friends, I always love to know their thoughts. And if it's good, it makes my day. It makes my week. So I say, always send compliments to the chef. <laughs>
2: I'll
1: never forget those quesadillas that you made. Oh,
0: thank you so much. I really, I've, I've made some good ones. Mm-hmm. I've, got, I've tried some new ones lately. So
2: here's something I'm, I'm questioning, is when you tip
1: the waiter, does that also go back to the chef?
0: Yes. Or no? I think it goes to the whole crew.
1: Well, it depends on the restaurant, I think. I think some places... Hold on
0: one moment. I actually, I have someone who can comment on this.
1: Uh-oh. Oh, yeah?
0: Mike! <laughs> <laughs> Here, I got a question for you. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it is the return oh, boy. of everyone's Favorite guest. It's my mother? On Ooh La La, don't mind if I do. Lou! <laughs> <laughs>
1: for right now! You're very funny.
0: <laughs> no! Ladies and gentlemen,
1: we are here for a very
0: special segment. Not of the patent segment. Michael's! Michael's! But we are here for. Michael answers a question about the food industry service. So we uh, are recording an episode about fine dining. Okay. Uh, we want to know, you were a waiter for a few years, correct? Mm-hmm. When you get a tip as a waiter, who does that tip go to? Like, who does it go to? That tip goes to uh, me. Directly. And so it goes to you. Does it, do you split the tips to uh, everyone else? It depends
1: on the restaurant. Okay. Not, not every restaurant will make you tip well, out.
2: Well, hold on. Was
1: Michael uh-huh.
2: of Michael's Michael's a waiter at a fancy restaurant? Restaurant. You know at some fancy restaurants they
1: actually do tip pool tip pool is cool. That's cool So I
0: know do you know who that would go to would that go to the chef So We're trying to figure out when we mm. send our compliments to our chef should we do that monetarily or just verbally verbally <laughs> verbally Okay, <laughs> one last question are kickstands good on bikes? <laughs> uh, Most of them. Just okay, that's all we have the time for for the second segment of Michael's. 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 Mike, do you have anything you want to plug? I wish I was consulted first. <laughs> all right, you did a great job, buddy. Thank you so much. So it
2: seems like if I want to pay. You want to walk directly
0: back there and hand I just want to pay
2: the chef for the food. Like why? <laughs> I'm thinking about like a sushi restaurant where the chef is right in front of you. Oh, and he just puts yeah. the food on the plate, you eat it, and then you just keep going. And then that's it, when you're done, You pay and the only person that you could possibly tip is the one person you interacted with, the chef. I like that. Here's another tip. I don't want to discredit any waiters. I'm not
1: saying. If you're ever at a
0: Korean barbecue joint, (laughs) you can give compliments to yourself. You're the chef.
1: Wow. Incredible. You grill your own meat. You just give yourself a little pat on the back. My
0: compliments to me. And then you
1: take a bite (laughs) of the duck. And then everyone applauds you.
0: Whenever you go into a Korean barbecue place, you should hear everyone complimenting themselves at all
2: times. (laughs) If you're you're at a restaurant and let's say, all right, they could be a really great chef and you want to give your compliments to the chef, but what if the chef is for lack of a better, Word, an asshole. A Gordon Ramsay, yeah, like a Gordon Ramsay, like the guy makes great food, but he. But also... Gordon Ramsay
0: makes really great food, but he's okay, nice yes, to he's oh. nice
2: to the customer, but he's not nice to the people. Like he's yes. nice
0: to the kids on his show. Yeah, you look at Hell's yeah, Kitchen. Yeah, I mean Guy Fieri on Guy's Grocery Games. I know people have a lot of feelings about Guy Fieri, but that show, he is nothing but supportive to the chefs. He's helped people out getting extra ingredients during the challenges and. That's great, but then you look at Gordon Ramsay on Hell's Kitchen or any other one of his shows where he's treating contestants that are adults, and he's yelling at them, but I mean, and he's yelled at a customer a time or two, but that's usually when the customer is not following our ooh-la-la do's and don'ts. (laughs) They were
2: doing a lot of ooh-la-la, don't mind if I don't, and that's why they got yelled at. I don't know why they even
0: allow all these air horns into those establishments.
1: I don't know how they're getting through the radar, (laughs) but... I really feel like we should be partnering with these shows <laughs> and we can prep the customers before they get into the establishment on the ooh do's and don'ts so that they can be properly prepared. But I will also say that I don't think that the chef's politeness or rudeness affects the overall fanciness of the restaurant because it's not going to affect my experience. Unless they come stomping out of the kitchen right. saying, you're not eating correctly. That food wasn't intended to be dipped in ketchup. Correct. If they do that, then it's a different situation. But I think that's very Rare. I don't think chefs often, except in movies. Come out and cause a scene With customers Cameron But I could be wrong You know Oh great Every river leads somewhere And art imitates life Or does life imitate art I don't know
2: But they're all things That I've been thinking about here On the philosophical part of the podcast Really enjoyed the movie Ratatouille (laughs) (laughs) Hey Jared Yeah what's up shop?
0: Have you ever had to go to a place That has valet Because I know you're the only one Out of us that has a car
2: Yeah I gotta I go go to places that aren't even like Restaurants and they do valet Which really threw me at first Can you throw
0: some do's and don'ts For valet Because I'm really Unexperienced Inexperienced on the topic
2: Yeah they like it when you leave the key fob in the center console for them. And you got to tip the valet person separately from the waiter because they're different entities. So like
0: with valeting, what's a good thing to do for valet? What
2: I like to do is I like to give them the tip when they bring the car back. Okay. Right. Usually I don't tip them before they bring the car back because they haven't done it yet. I guess.
1: <laughs> half the job is putting the car mm-hmm. away. The other half is retrieving the car. Right. But I think one thing that we haven't talked about as much is the food itself. Let's get to the main course. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. The main I would like to get Alright, I'm gonna say this right out of the gate Before we
2: get into fancy food Fancy (laughs) feasts, Not fancy It's cat food It's not even human food So before we even get too far into our fancy feasts
1: Uh It should be noted What if you're a cat?
0: Not fancy. You know what cat I know has a
2: very specific fancy feast?
0: Garfield? Garfield, it's Garfield. He loves his lasagna.
2: But he eats lasagna, he doesn't eat fancy feast. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. His fancy feast is lasagna. Well said. So food, I think- uh, It's
0: what brings us all together. I think food is a huge cultural bridge that I think is very important for everybody. I mean, Mm -hmm. there's so many great foods out there. We all eat it every day, or if not, you should.
2: (laughs) God, I hope you are. I mean, everything we've talked about thus far is cursory compared to Mm -hmm. the food. I mean, these are all things that get us to The food.
0: This right here is the real meat And potatoes of the podcast.
1: (laughs) If you will (laughs) right, so
0: let's start off with the first Cursory elements of food. Let's talk about Complimentary food that you find at a dinner table Mm -hmm. I mean, mostly you're gonna see bread Here's an
2: ooh la la, don't mind if I don't Regarding uh, the restaurant side Don't give me bread that is Softer than the butter. Oh, wow That's, you have an experience? Yeah, I got an experience That buttered my hand.
0: You got cheese on your toes Butter on your heads. I'm
2: a slippery Boy. You're a couple steps away from being a Dairy Queen, my man. Yeah, I I really do like the complimentary food. I, I part of me thinks it's a ploy though, like they're trying to fill you up before you even get the food. Well,
0: they'd get less money that way. But
2: they, I mean, you're gonna take it I home. I mean, it
0: doesn't make a difference. You're not gonna order more food if you fill up beforehand. Who
2: does the bread help then? Our, it's to help yourself. It's just something to get you going. <laughs> to some bread, yeah. Oh, is it to start getting the stomach used to the idea of food? It's like, hey, heads up, there's more coming. Yeah, you got to prime it. Oh, I see. I never understood that. You know who's got good bread?
1: Who? Uh, Texas Roadhouse. They man. Do. They, they got that out was it the apple butter? Ooh. Yeah, it's so good.
0: Between the peanuts and they got that a- they got that like apple butter.
1: It's Oh, I've heard you guys talk about
2: the apple butter before. Oh
0: man, they give you these buttered buns and you just lather them in this butter and it tastes divine.
1: Yeah, it's pretty delicious. And
0: then the fancy illusion quickly fades away when it's someone's birthday and they bring out a saddle and yell at them. Saddle up. Saddle up. <laughs> I have a question. Saddle
2: is up. Is it, is it, all right, uh, just to circle back very, very quickly, Go ahead. Um, is it an ooh la la, don't mind if I don't, to
1: tell uh, the restaurant it's your friend's birthday, even if it's not? Oh, great question, oh. Jared. <laughs> I wonder of a situation where we have gone out to eat. Not that I would ever do that to anybody. Someone. Okay, I have done that to someone. Oh, I've, d- I've done it to someone and I felt terrible afterwards and I stopped doing
0: it. That was in high school.
1: Jared, want to talk about your experience? Jared was a college graduate when he did it. Oh. Did not feel ashamed afterwards. Hello. Whose birthday was it, so to speak? It was Cameron's. Oh, it definitely wasn't my birthday, but it was for the night. Where where were you guys? Where were you guys? Where were you guys? You were there, Sean. It was at words.
0: I was there for this. Yeah,
2: I was going to say you were there. Oh, man. I was joking with the waitress about it being Cameron's birthday. And then as soon as she walked away, I said, "Ah, I got her good. But everyone's like, no, she just thinks it's Cameron's birthday. (laughs) Like, oh, yeah, she doesn't know Cameron. Yeah. And then uh, she came out and. They gave us complimentary ice cream, and everyone sang to Cameron, including the other guests at the restaurant. And I, you know, Cameron handled it very well, and I thought it was a bunch of fun. But I think very fancy. That's an ooh la la. Don't mind if I don't. That is a no. -no. That's a that's a. It's a big
0: don't because it's just rude. I mean, I remember there was a time in high school when Cameron and I did that with our friend Nicole. I forgot about this. Okay, yeah, she wasn't happy about it, and it stuck with me. I mean, she was like, she smiled at you after. She's like, that was not okay. Like, don't do that and ever since then i uh i hate it when people do it to me i hate it when i do it to other people so unless it's a good situation i just say forgo it because it just embarrasses people no. <laughs> <laughs> the first ever. The no. Even if it's their birthday, it comes down to consent for that. Never. However, I will say, uh, for my birthday this year, aside from the great party you guys did, yes, me, I'm glad we had such a good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was out with my girlfriend and her family. We went to an Indian restaurant. Mm-hmm. No one was there. And they brought out, like, the dessert. And it was just one Indian man singing me that song. Poor guy. <laughs> and he wasn't really into it. And no one else. It was very uncomfortable, I think, for all parties involved. <laughs> I loved it, though. I was like... <laughs> If you were to take a step back, it's a very sad visual. <laughs>
1: hey, oh, yeah. I mean, I'm visualizing it. You're just
0: one man serving a little pudding thing <laughs> to me in an empty restaurant, going, Happy birthday to you. I'm just sitting there, I'm like, this is exactly what it needs to be. Oh,
1: geez. <laughs> so the food. Uh, appetizers are not complimentary. No, no, no. They're different. But I think that in a lot of fancy establishments, they're kind of broken up into different serving methods. Like, multi-course meals. Or there's multi-course meals. There's certain meals that you order that are meant to feed a bunch of people, not just one person.
2: Oh, family style restaurant. Yeah, it. yeah. Like
1: Buka de Beppo. Buka de Beppo. Oh, that's a themed restaurant, isn't it? I guess so. But yeah, so those are like different methods of, of dining and I don't think one is like fancier than the other. I think it comes down to preference. I think they're both Acceptable, but what kind of foods are we seeing? Like, I know I feel like seafood is like the typical, like, that's associated with like wealth and fanciness, but I'm not a big seafood guy. Steak, a surf and turf, yeah, steak is a big one for me.
0: Oh, when we went out for Zach's bachelor party, we all had steak together, and it's one of those things where it's like I usually forgo it on the menu because it's pricier than everything else. But mm-hmm. right? so I said to treat myself, and What's well, a wedding. Well, it's a bachelor party, but. It was a, it was an experience, but it was so tasty. I just did
2: you get the meat sweats? I don't
0: remember, man. I don't get meat sweats enough to remember them. Here's a question. Oh, you
2: yeah. would have remembered.
1: You didn't. You were good. Did you put steak sauce on it? So
0: they actually had. So you got to choose your sauce okay. at the place. I did a uh, peppercorn sauce on my Ooh, steak.
1: peppercorn sauce sounds good.
0: Peppercorn is divine.
1: I feel like there's a faux pas of putting steak sauce on your steak. but I think,
0: it's more, I think it's more so for ketchup. Cause, I mean, if it's steak sauce is at the table already, it's fair game. But if it's not there, I usually take one bite without the sauce to yes. determine whether or not I'm going to need the sauce. But
1: that begs the question. If you take a bite of steak and you determine that it needs a steak sauce, is that... An insult to the chef
0: It's an insult to the cow
1: <laughs> No I think if, No I think it's an mm-hmm. insult If you apply it Before tasting. Oh, okay, okay And here's another
2: I mean that was a good point Because right. if the steak sauce Is already on the table When you sit down That's probably because They're like we know some people like to use this. Right. If it's not there, it's you know the mindset of the restaurant is you don't need it. That's how good mm. our steaks are. Mm. But that's also oh, presumptive. I
0: have, if you guys don't mind me going off steaks for a second, mm? I went to this trendy restaurant, and it's this restaurant that's whole. Their whole thing is raclette cheese, which is when they scrape hot cheese onto your plate of food.
1: Interesting.
0: It's the first time I've ever been at a restaurant where as soon as I walked in, it just reeked of cheese. It was like walking into a block of cheese. Ooh la la. Don't mind if I do. Not only that, but there is a person there whose whole job is to walk around with a hot wheel of cheese and a knife and scrape it onto people's plates.
1: That's really funny. Oh, I've seen videos of this. Now, here's what's great. Yeah.
0: This, this I, I had it and it was very dense because, of course, it is. I had a plate of cheese. Now, here's what they don't tell you. You get unlimited refills on the cheese. Oh,
1: my God. That's not a good thing. That sounds so, so gross. Yeah,
0: because I, I got my first cheese and then I finished my plate and I'm like, that's good. Then she goes, around, do you want more no. cheese? And I was like, oh, no. Will they
2: scrape it right onto your toes if you ask oh, them to? Oh,
0: no. I'm asking for a friend. Who's your I'm- for asking for
1: a friend You don't have friends
0: It was No but here's the thing I thought what was really strange Is that I didn't really know How to interact With this person Of the waitstaff Whose whole job <laughs> Was to be the cheesemonger
1: <laughs> Is that what it said On their name tag Is that their job title Because there's a cheesemonger I am the cheese It was a cheesemonger
0: It was a cheesemonger
1: cheesemonger Well I
0: guess going Off of uh, Instagram Like what do you guys think Of like foodie culture And like taking pictures Of food at fancy restaurants
2: I'm against At the fancy restaurant It's not what, fancy wh- What's the point what what's the underlying motivation well it behind makes you it makes,
1: it makes you look like a tourist is what it does I have a
0: unique belief
2: about this stuff
1: ah, okay. I
0: ain't very rarely take pictures of food but I think there's some times where you have it where it's like the presentation is so beautiful that before you even take a bite right you want to just preserve that well mm. if
2: you want to preserve it that's different from posting it online sometimes I'll take a picture of the food and I'll save it yeah but I won't put it on Instagram why well,
0: post anything online then it's just Uh-oh. yeah it's that's to show a off,
2: different ooh la la episode I
0: will every now and then take a bite the food then put it on the plate and take a picture of it to say that like oh look i couldn't wait gotta eat it
2: while it's hot <laughs> well, i don't mind if i <laughs> do is you gotta wait for other people to get their food. yes 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 percent yes, yes. for
0: the party at least for your main entree if you have a side salad go in on the salad no one's gonna i think the only
2: exception that. is if it's a hot plate like if it's a really hot plate Then you could go in on it. But if you're, like, eating cold food together, Mm -hmm. then it's, like, it's not like it's going to get cold. What if it melts? What What
0: if it melts?
1: What if it melts?
2: What if it melts, though?
0: What if it melts? (laughs) Are there any meal breakers? Ah, meal breakers, yeah. I think there's certain foods that break the meal.
1: I guess the first meal breaker is... And we're
0: talking, of course, about this breaks it being
2: fancy. Yes,
1: yeah. Like, the second that this enters the meal, it's no longer... It takes away from the experience.
2: I mean, for me, it's relish. Really? Yeah, like sweet pickle relish. The second that any
1: any form of that comes into the picture, I just want nothing to do with it anymore. Well, I want to say from the terms of like, if they had like ketchup. Sure. This can't be that fancy. Yeah. You know, like if there's ketchup on the table, that's not a fancy thing. I'm
0: going to say no to the ketchup because I think there's a certain way, like because fries have a connotation of being not fancy, but they're actually fairly common in fancy restaurants, like steak fries are a thing. Ste- I think-
1: yeah, steak frites. Right, right, right. But it has to be it had, the, the ketchup has to be served. Like, I'm saying if you go to a... Okay, a- yeah. alright.
0: So it's, it's, it's something that's applied in
2: the back. Yeah, none of the bottle that goes... Right. If the bottle can make this sound, it's an
1: ooh la la, don't mind if I don't, meal breaker. And I think also there's a lot of places that have like a house made ketchup oh. or things like that, you know? Oh, that's Bear awesome. Bear
0: Burger, Bear Burger. Yes. Oh my oh, God, Bear I love so Bear Burger. Bear Burger, sponsor us. I will <laughs> sing your song and praise you forever. I love Bear Burger.
1: I
2: miss Bear Burger. Holy cow. <laughs> Their song being, we're Bear, oh, Burger. Bear Burger. Oh, Bear oh, Burger, oh, Bear, Bear Burger. Burger.
0: Exactly. Da-da-da-da uh, so, something I think's a meal breaker. I'm going to go ahead and say finger foods. If I am about to have a fancy meal and I have to get my little thingies dirty, uh-uh. that's a no no. What
1: if? You eat the like fing- foods that are normally finger foods, but you eat them with a fork and knife. <laughs> now Seinfeld covered this. We should. Oh? We should. Yesterday. We should.
2: What did say, Jerry
0: and the gang have to say about this?
2: It wasn't that Jerry was doing it. It was I think a Al- I think it was Elaine's boss. Someone oh, that they yeah, knew right, started right. eating food like that, and they tried it, and then and then they started noticing all oh, everyone around <laughs> them was doing this, and they were like, "Why are you eating a Snickers bar with a fork and knife? Why
0: aren't you?" Right. That was his response. <laughs>
2: yeah, and they. Yeah, it's like that's so I don't okay. get my fingers dirty. And I think that that is that's definitely an upper crust thing.
0: I think certain foods, like, say, if you were to have a chicken finger or a meatball, use a fork. I think that can make it fancy. I think if it comes with a toothpick already inside of it, I think that's fancy. Right. But I'm thinking, like, if you get a chicken wing, there's no way to fork and knife that. Not
2: a chance. If you're at a soiree, So not a hullabaloo. They're walking around with those appetizers, the finger foods, and they already have, you know that, you know that little, um, it's not a toothpick quite, it, it seems like it's a piece of grass. You know, yeah, have you ever seen, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. What do you
0: guys think of those tiny little umbrellas?
2: Fancy. I think they're fancy too, in case there's a little rainstorm. <laughs> yeah, just in case you need shelter for uh,
1: a little. <laughs> a
0: little baby rainstorm, you pop it up and go, oh, come and get me today.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's it's in case someone. It, <laughs> like how small your voice got well,
0: today. You can't get me today. I brought my umbrella, and I have my tiny little boots, and I'm going to walk it around the puddles, and I will be on dry.
1: The, the umbrella is there just in case someone else's drink spills, so it doesn't get into your drink.
2: Whoa, hold on, because I know a lot of people, Cameron, who like spit when they talk. Is that what the umbrella was originally for?
0: <laughs> I, I'm gonna be honest. I thought you were gonna say a lot of people who spit take when they hear surprising news at dinner.
2: <laughs> so when you're done with your meal, you put your fork and knife together, yes, on the plate yeah. at, at like at four p m that's specifically what oh, I, I thought heard. it was
1: an X. depending on like the meal and like what utensils there's a certain way that you're supposed to put it down oh I know there's like one way like if you're not currently using the fork and knife and you set it down. You're supposed to set it, like, together on the plate to the side, I think. And he put it at 4 o'clock. Yeah.
0: That means I'm resting. I'm not done with it yet, wow. but I could come back to it later. Yeah.
1: yeah, That's
2: what I was thinking of. So, they always ask this question. Do you want dessert? Uh-oh. I'm
0: going to go ahead and say this right now. We're all thinking it. Always get dessert. No. Dessert
2: is
1: always a yes. No, no, no. Always
0: a yes on dessert. Nothing fancier than a sweet treat
2: after a savory, savory meal. A sweet treat for you to eat. Cameron, (laughs) how could you possibly not think that's
1: fancy? Here's the deal with desserts. Uh Yeah. The fate of whether or not you have dessert rests entirely on the host. Like, whoever, like, invited you out Uh... for dinner, I think it rests entirely on that person because there's a lot of rules to having dessert. I think in our situation, we're talking about like we're paying for ourselves right but in some instances some people want to treat you to dinner if you're treating to some someone to dinner you never get dessert if you're being treated if they're ordering dessert yes
0: or if the host specifically asks you do you
2: want dessert? If they're getting dessert you get dessert right but also you're in a fancy restaurant right if you're taken out to dinner at a fancy restaurant you're on the whole nine yards if the person you're dining with is truly a fancy first person Mm -hmm. they will offer you dessert Mm -hmm. and the answer to do you want dessert Is always yes Because if they don't Offer you dessert Then that's a huge Ooh la la Don't mind if I don't You always offer your guests dessert. I don't know I, Maybe I have a different Perspective on dessert You offer it If you don't want to eat it That's fine But you should still order it Even if it's a cookie Or like a little sorbet <laughs> uh-huh. Or maybe it's a Creme brulee Or anything that rhymes With lay You guys don't think It's a resounding always With the dessert I, I think
0: specifically If you're going out For mm-hmm. a fancy meal You're going to a Fine dining establishment you are making an event of this, right? You have to get the most out of it. Go for dessert always.
2: Can I share something that confuses me? Please do. Is it how to cut meat? I'm still, I'm learning, Sean. <laughs> well, you know, whenever they asked if I want dessert, they usually also ask if I want coffee. See, I'm not a coffee drinker, so I can't say. Also, do you want to go guys go over like drinks?
1: I think that uh, when I was a kid, the fancy drink was the Shirley Temple. <laughs> you know, I think if you're going out for a fancy dinner. You almost have to have alcohol with your meal. Not if you're a child. I. I'm ta- we're adults here. We're talking about the fancy adults on the high life. True.
0: I think I think water is necessary more so than alcohol.
1: You know,
2: in California, you have to ask for water. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Because yeah, of the drought. Oh, see, I'm living it
0: over here in the ocean, and that's not a problem. In New York City. Welcome to New York. Baby. Don't drink
2: the water, but please do. Oh,
0: do not drink the water, but also drink the water. Wait,
2: but it's also really good water. Yeah. Be
0: very wary <laughs> of the water.
2: Wait, can you say that? But in your uh, in your cocktail umbrella voice
0: you have to be wary of the water. <laughs> I bought my umbrella. It, I always am wary of the water. It is so good, but it's so much. Welcome to New York. Don't drink the water.
1: So water is a given. Water's a given, but I do think that like having like if you're celebrating, you have like champagne. Oh, champagne. Like I feel like that is like almost unnecessary for a fancy meal to really bring it all together. Ooh. I think it's important.
0: Is there any fancy non-water,
2: non-alcohol drinks?
1: Um, well, yeah, the Shirley Temple. Right? I was
0: going to throw out maybe be like a house-brewed
2: lemonade. Um, I have one. I think I. it's my last question, probably, and it's talking about eating fast. I, I think I eat r- really fast. Um, I guess the question is h- how, how many
1: times how? do you chew? I don't count.
0: If you want to make sure any food is able to be swallowed, regardless of texture, material.
1: <laughs> Ooh, the material. The mouthfeel.
0: I, I was told chewing about 40 times will make it good to swallow.
1: That sounds like an
2: exorbitant
1: amount of time that you're spending chewing. That's a lot of chewing.
0: It is. I usually... I I usually tap out around 20. I was
1: going to say 20 is about what, like if I had to guess in like ballpark, the amount of chews I put in, 20 sounds right.
2: See, I probably do. I honestly, if I'm like thinking about it, I think my chew count is probably at like seven to 12, Hmm. sometimes two. According to the experts at Ohio State University. What's the proper chew count? You
0: should chew softer foods five to 10 times, then more dense foods like meats and vegetables up to 30 times before swallowing.
2: Wow. Okay. So sometimes I'm on point and sometimes that's really good to know. How many chews do you do for Jello? Zero. It's nope.
0: <laughs> yep, same here. Just want to make sure we're all on the same. You page. Too much
1: gulp it down.
0: Uh, all right, so is there anything else we want to cover before we wrap this
1: up? We went through service, we went through food, and we went through atmosphere. We went through jello. I think we got it all.
2: If you don't feel comfortable strutting into a fancy restaurant now, then you got to go to school because this is like the all encompassing guide on being fancy and eating at, at fine dining restaurants. All
0: right, that's going to do it for this month's episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, be sure to leave us a five star rating and review just like uh, Mikey P 2K17 edition I think is our friend Mike Patton Ooh,
1: hello Mike hi Mike he wrote
0: here's hoping I can learn a thing or two from these fancy boys to get out of the squalor I've grown so very accustomed to he gave us a five star rating
2: well this one's for you Mike yeah
0: Mike I think after this episode you're gonna be doing a great job also another review here from uh, Sean is cool I wonder who that is wow what a great show I can't get enough I want to be more like those fancy
2: men (laughs) I'm glad we have at least two fans yeah
0: and then I'll, I'll You know, I got, there's one more review on iTunes. You want me to just go over it quick? Please, please. The username is MagicMan12. Best podcast for the person who likes the finer things
1: in life. (laughs) Peep
0: my Twitter at TheGrantAnt. Well, Grant, you managed to uh, trick us into plugging your Twitter. <laughs>
1: Congrats <laughs> on that one. Thank you so much for watching and taking the time to leave a review. We really appreciate your support, and that free plug is nothing, so enjoy it. It's on, on the, the house. house <laughs> just
0: like the bread at the table. Couldn't
1: have said it better myself. We should have featured tweets in the yeah, next episode. we'll feature episode. Your
0: tweets. We'll read it on here. We'll plug your
1: Twitter. Or questions about how to be fans. Alright,
0: if you guys want to follow me on Twitter or Instagram, you can follow me at
1: CaptainTony. If you want to follow me, Cameron, is this seat taken Trendelange. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. At Camelange And I am still At Jared
2: Simon Says uh, On Twitter If you feel like uh, Communicating with me At all And if you want to follow
1: Grant <laughs> You can follow him at The Grant Aunt. And
0: if you want to follow us Our Twitter is still At Ooh la, la podcast On Twitter We post a lot of cool stuff Uh Sometimes I think all the time We post cool stuff It's just that we're outposted All the time We post goofs We post gaffs Gaffs I would like to propose a toast
1: Yes, yes. Keep
0: your glass <laughs> As high as you can And your spirits Even higher Cheers. Cheers! Cheers! Hey, you, ra- you rasp me about washing my hands. This is only fair. Oh
2: no, I know. You can rasp me as much as you want. I-, I will learn how
1: to hold a fork. Right I'll give me. you a little raspberry. Okay. okay. A little razzmatazz. And
0: also, you're just not tall.
1: Just not tall. <laughs>